Welcome to Dating and Other Fucked Up Stories. I'm your host, Rachel Ash. Here's a disclaimer before we get too involved here. These stories are intended to serve as both insight into the current dating culture among 20 to 40-somethings, as well as a source of entertainment on your busy work commute. None of the details in these stories have been altered. This is purely journalistic. With my own personal flair, of course. If you enjoy this episode today, feel free to send it to a friend in need. If you are listening on Apple, take a moment to write a review. I truly appreciate all of you. You all help keep this podcast alive. If you have any questions or your own fucked up story to share, feel free to slide into my DMs at love Rachel Ash. This is how the game is going to go. To keep the identities of the dates anonymous, they have been given appropriate, all bet amusing names. Boys, you only get a name under certain circumstances. Here we go. One, you fucked up. That's pretty self-explanatory. Two, either you were weird or the date was just unforgettably fucked up or a combination of everything. Three, I liked you. But you ran, so now you get a story. It's possible, but extremely rare for a date to make it to this podcast without meeting this criteria. However, there is always that one-off chance a date exceeds expectations and is spectacular. There are exceptions. Hinge. Need I say more? You never quite know what you're going to get. The app boasts being the dating app you want to delete. And it couldn't be truer because a few days in and you are already wishing you can delete all the fucked up conversations you had with emotionally unavailable men. The main difference in this app is the emphasis is placed on conversation starters. Other apps focus primarily on physical looks, like Tinder and Bumble, where this app is 50% content. So maybe that guy is a six, but that quote from Back to the Future pushes him to a solid eight. (laughs) And it goes a little deeper than the superficial. In that way, I suppose it's geared toward people seeking a deeper, deeper connection. And that connection does make the sex better after all. Sorry, Tinder, I think Hinge might be onto something here. But let's get back to the story. The put your hand in my pocket man, or boy in this case, only a boy would utter such sweet, unpleasant words. However, I must thank this guy for the hilarious material he has provided me. Thank you, weird hinge connection. Thank you dearly. I'm not sure what this really says about hinge. Uh, This was probably one of my first connections I ever had on Hinge. Keep in mind, it was just the beginning of the pandemic um, in 2020. This had to have been April or May of 2020. So I'm not really sure what this says about the actual app Hinge. I have had many other dates on Hinge that did actually go pretty well. It went a lot better than how this is going to go. But it makes for great entertainment, doesn't it? So let's get started. His main profile picture 
is of himself wearing a mask. Red flag. Why do you need to wear a mask if you're taking a picture of yourself? I'm not going to catch it through the picture, but maybe somebody should tell this guy that. You know, this to me, the fact that he's wearing a mask on his main profile image, uh, it's a sign of um, one of three things. One, he is ugly. He's got to be ugly, right? He's hiding his face, okay? Two, he's insecure. I mean, that's a given right there. Three, he's an extremist. You know, perhaps he is even a triple whammy. He's all three of those in one. Someone should tell this guy that COVID-19 is not transferable through virtual contact. Should I be that person? Should I be that person? I kind of feel like I need to become that person. Eh, I'm a blunt bitch anyway. Well, either way, (laughs) this is just so typical me. I ignore the red flags because uh, he's a UF graduate. It looks like he's a double gator. And if my alma mater accepted him, then he must possess a strand of intelligence. So, all right, let's tango. Hinge allows you to post photos as well as short videos, and my clickbait worked. Mr. Wright responded to my sexy drink-making video. You are so hot. That's what he says. That is his big pickup line, ladies and gentlemen. You are so hot. Substance. I love it. Okay, I respond to his basic... You're so hot, comment with the basic, thank you. I mean, how else was I supposed to respond to, you're so hot? Uh, Okay, thank you. What else? What else about my profile caught your eye except for being overwhelmingly hot? (laughs) Uh, All right, the conversation begins. We have officially matched on Hinge. (laughs) And I'm at my favorite coffee shop working on my Etsy shop. And um, I actually find out he has an Etsy store as well. This is typical of e-commerce nowadays, drop shipping. A lot of people will buy already made items from China or India and rebrand them. They'll, maybe they'll put a new brand on it and they'll drop ship them from a warehouse at some random location. This is just a get-rich-quick, money-making, strategic approach to business. There's nothing creative about it. There's nothing revolutionary about this. It's just dropshipping. Anybody can really have a dropshipping business nowadays. And it looks like that's what this guy was up to on his Etsy site. So we, in short, we start talking business. And I noticed he had a lot of traffic and sales on his Etsy store um, in just a small amount of time. And our, our conversation over Hinge, it flowed easily. Uh, I, I think it would geared more towards a friendly business exchange, if anything. And it didn't take long for us to attempt to make plans to meet at a nearby coffee shop. You know, this became quite an endeavor, though. You know, I invited him to the place I was at, and uh, he was absolutely not having any of it. He refused to meet inside any restaurant another red flag. You know, was this guy an extremist? I understand the precaution, but this guy was taking it to the next level. And I I suggested a nearby American fusion restaurant with a large outside patio. Oh, this was a no-go for him. He He was not having that either. It didn't matter. And I suggested literally four other places 
And they were all no-goes as well. And uh, then finally, he suggested a nearby Starbucks. Okay, well, I mean, it seems like this is going to be a business meeting anyway. We're going to talk about um, Etsy and SEO. Um, So I assumed the Starbucks would have outdoor seating. And I assumed he was familiar with the location. I assumed too much, ladies and gentlemen. That's what happens when you assume you find yourself in the middle of an interesting story. This was a Starbucks located in West Broward. Uh, I believe it was in Weston or Bonaventure, one of those areas. Upon arrival, not only did the Starbucks not have outdoor seating, but they didn't have indoor seating either. They didn't have anything. It was more of a commuter Starbucks. And I didn't know that because I had never been to this Starbucks. He's the one that set it up. I thought he knew what he was doing here. Why would you ask somebody to come meet you at a location? You don't even know if they have somewhere to sit. It's odd. So I show up. I'm the first person there. So where the hell is this guy? I call him and he pops instantly from the back alley of Starbucks. Like he had just sprung out of the drain, you know, and and as he pops out, sirens just start going off in my head. You know, red flags are nothing compared to this shit. No, he's short and stocky and he has a ball cap covering his light colored Jufro. And he's wearing baggy basketball shorts that I know he must never actually use in that context. And his open-toed flip-flops accentuate his gargoyle feet. This is a sight I can never ever erase in my mind. Yeah, you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am putting that into your brain. His open-toed flip-flops accentuated his gargoyle feet. Let me repeat that. His open-toed flip-flops accentuated his gargoyle feet. (sighs) This is forever ingrained in your mind and you weren't even there. What have I stepped into, guys? Holy shit, what is this creature? Uh, We exchange greetings and he ushers me into the back alley. The only reason I allowed any of this is because it was nine o'clock in the morning. Forget it. If it was in the evening uh, or sunset, forget it. I would would be running, screaming. uh, But I mean, it was so early in the morning. I hadn't even had my coffee yet, you know, so whatever. Okay, whatever. Um, it's nine o'clock in the morning. He leads me to a small grungy table that sits parallel to the Starbucks back door. You know, this must be where all the baristas come to relax after a four hour shift of dealing with coffee assholes. All right, whatever. I sit down. Um, he's already drinking his way through a venti frappuccino of some sort. And it's the Starbucks barista in me. You know, in college, I worked on and off as a Starbucks barista. Um, That is another source of compelling stories. Who would have thought people would hold so much animosity on how their caffeine is prepared? Mm, Memories. So I still, I'm still triggered when I see somebody drinking a venti frappuccino. I'm just like, holy shit. Oh man, you know how much, you know how many calories are in that? Do you have any idea what's in that? No, you don't. You don't have any idea what's in that. But maybe you should look it up. Maybe this guy should. I don't know. 
either way, I digress here. Back to Mr. Ingrown Toenail Guy. I applaud him for bringing his laptop. You know, he actually brought something business related. This was, after all, supposed to be a friendly business meeting. And he starts immediately with conversation that is anything but business. I ask him if he wants to take his laptop out so we can start discussing SEO. However, it seems like he would rather talk about SEX. And mid-sentence, I halt his sexual conversation. Hey, dude, like it's really, it's really early. I need coffee. I'm literally dying. Should we go inside? And he refuses to go inside. Instead, he says, order from the Starbucks app. So I do. Then after 10 minutes, I happily escape to retrieve my cappuccino. Here we go. (sighs) Let's get back into this awkward conversation. I should have just took the cappuccino and ran. But then you wouldn't have this great story. So here we go. Now that I was fully caffeinated, I began to answer his really personal questions. You know, I came prepared to talk about SEO. He came prepared to talk about sex. It's too goddamn early for this shit, but let's do it. Let's tango. Um, he asked me the basics about my ex-husband and, and why we weren't together. And I explained that we, you know, just, we just grew apart and we wanted very different things. I also make the mistake of saying we weren't physical anymore, that we would rarely have sex. And this seemed to confuse him. It seemed to also make him incredibly aroused. Put your hand in my pocket. He says, huh? I reply, and he doubles down and repeats, put your hand in my pocket. Um, I'm good, I reply strongly. Just stick your hand in my pocket. Why? Is there something wrong with your dick? No, I've been told it's big. I'm not going to touch your dick. You know, I thought we were talking about SEO for my Etsy website. I'm feeling very uncomfortable right now. I, I thought this was a business meeting. Yeah, yeah, it's both. You know, we don't have to talk about business right now. Okay, well, it's it's getting very hot and humid outside. It was the middle of summer in South Florida. It's nine o'clock. It's heating up real fast. Not in a good way, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very uncomfortable way. I'm sweating. I'm spitzing in places that should not even be spitzed in. Uh, I say, hey, it's getting really hot and humid outside. And he says, we can go to my parents' house nearby in Weston. His parents' house? How old was this guy? Pretty sure I picked somebody in my age group. He wants to go to his parents' house? Well, I guess it's not out there completely because a lot of people during COVID, they started bunkering up with family members. So I really can't judge him on that. And then immediately I say, I don't usually meet strangers at their house on a first date. Oh, but we're not strangers. We have already met in person here. Uh, Yeah, but I still don't know you. It has been, what, an hour tops that I have known you? If you really did have intentions of talking business, then I'd say, okay, yeah, let's definitely go somewhere and we can sit inside and talk business. But it doesn't really seem like that's what your intention is here. And then he said, 
Well, with coronavirus, I don't feel comfortable sitting inside anywhere except for at my parents' house. Uh, okay. And he, and he tells me that his parents are not even at home, that it's just him and his brothers. He's just like, I guess, watching the house, baby, like house sitting. I don't know. So I said, if we were to go to your parents' house, would we be sitting at the dining room table with our laptops working on the SEO analytics? And I said this knowing fully well, there wasn't a chance in hell, not a chance in hell, I would be going to this guy's house. I was just entertaining his story at this point. And he said, well, my brothers are at home, so we would be in my parents' bedroom. Listen, I'm not going to sit on your parents' bed. There is zero chance of that. If I were going to entertain the idea of going to your parents' house, I would need you to assure me that it would be strictly business and we would be working on a table. And then he says this to me, I'm not going to lie. There's a 70% chance something's going to happen. I, I swear, like I threw up in my mouth a little bit when he said that. It was so disgusting. So then immediately when I heard this, I said, I have a phone interview in a few minutes. I need to leave. And he said, let me walk you to your car. And reluctantly, I replied, okay. In my head, I'm trying to figure out how am I going to dodge him from trying to kiss me when we get to the car? This guy's disgusting. like really gross. So I keep my distance to almost 12 feet to be overly cautious. You know, you need to keep a six foot distance. I doubled this, if not tripled it. Holy shit, stay away from me. I don't want to get whatever you have. And then my miracle comes. My cell phone rings. It's not the interview. It's my doctor confirming my appointment for the next day. I answer it and do a slight wave as I walk to my car at the end of the parking lot. Thank God he's off in a distance at this point. I have to say that doctor calling to confirm my appointment, that was the best courtesy call I have ever received. I will go to that doctor for the rest of my life. Thank you so much for saving me from the back alley gargoyle at the Starbucks in Weston. There you have it. Until next story, this is Rachel Ash signing off. Thank you.